So just before we start, I wanted to remind you, if you've not already done so, to please subscribe, rate and comment on whichever app you're using. It really helps to get the podcast listened to by more people. Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? (laughs) Well, maybe in my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. (laughs) Well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine. And I'm Stephen. And today we're talking about body image. Body image, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What you think of your body. That's right. Yeah, I think you you decided that we should talk about this because last week I... Mm-hmm. I declared that I was uh, my biggest problem mm. with um, what to wear, wasn't it? Yeah, what we were talking yeah. About. Um, and I said that yeah, because I'm fat. That's my biggest problem. Um, at which I was like, you, you can s- wear things that you like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have to just wait until was... you reach some like pinnacle of whatever you've decided is yeah. is appropriate before you can wear nice clothes. Um, That's right. So you thought it was time we we discussed this uh, this subject on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess I'll just jump straight in first Mm. and explain kind of, you know, this kind of discussion that we've been having in recent of um, body image, but also where it's come from and that it's Mm. not just a hip new buzzword of body positive. It's something that's been going for a while and um, and a discussion that's been going for a while. Mm. So, um, Basically, we'll, we'll go. We'll move from sixties to nineties to kind of now. So, in the sixties, um, there was a fat acceptance movement um, mm. that was kind of a um, standing in opposition to the kind of twiggy body image type. Um, uh, you know, she she was everywhere. You know, the image, the thing to to be sought after as as mm. a pinnacle of beauty and standard. Yeah, so Twiggy was like a model, wasn't she? Yeah, so yeah, she was, yeah, because she's very 60s style, you know, big brief yeah. on hair, very skinny, mm. um, you know, very straight up and down. Mm. And um, this was a kind of, hence the name Twiggy, I guess, yeah. uh, but this was very much standing against that. So it was mainly started by black and queer people in America. Um, and the, the kind of the point was to fight discrimination in the workplace and doctor's offices and things like that, because obviously, um, you know, in America, they do pay for their health care. So. so this is the body positivity movement you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so we're starting with the body positivity movement. Okay. It was started by black and queer people in right. America to fight discrimination in the workplace and doctor's offices and things like that, because um, there was a feeling that they were... Um, yeah, you know, it was a feeling amongst those people they weren't getting job opportunities as much because they were being discriminated against for their weight. And there was a feeling that um, whenever they'd go to doctor's offices about issues, they'd be told, well, if you were just thinner, if you just lost weight, mm. these things wouldn't be an issue. Okay. Um, so that's the situation. 
uh, yeah, there is some statistics to show um, that there is fat people tend to be more unemployed. We don't know uh, that there's studies that show those stats, but they don't show why, because obviously you can't ask every, you know, that's a difficult thing to sort of prove is, is the reason that the higher statistic of unemployment, though there is a claim made by the movement that it, it is because they're being discriminated against for their weight. Um, and that's entirely possible because it's entirely legal in most places. I think if not all places, um, you can discriminate against someone for their weight. You could, you could tell them, I'm not going to hire you because of your weight. It's not a protected characteristic. It's not a protected characteristic. I mean, you might, you might get, well, in the UK, it's not, um, it, it, I think you might, there might be ways that you could get into trouble. I think most employers wouldn't be very brazen and open about it. I'd be it. surprised because yeah. most people know that that's rude. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, and, A, it's rude and B, if you link it, well, I think some people have had success um, linking it to kind of health and medical requirements. Yeah. And if you do that, then, you know, there, there could be some uh, recourse. So it's mm-hmm. it's probably dangerous for a company to openly um, discriminate on the basis of that. But even so, um, yeah, I'm sure it happens. There's this kind of like assumption made that it's like, oh, weak-willed or like, Mm. you know, they don't have, you know, the right attitude or something. Do you know what I mean? So like, and then that gets applied to work. Mm. Um, Because I know someone else said, you know, they've heard in workplaces, they're like, oh, I don't, there's someone said I don't hire like mm. big people because you know they they obviously don't have like the right kind of attitude to work in a, an environment like this one mm. and it's yeah there's a lot of inference being made there um a lot of opinions being put onto somebody that you have no idea about um so yeah that that that's so that's what this movement was to sort of fight against was this attitude um all right so that's the, the 60s then okay. um so that's you know it's taking off, and then we've got in the uh, the next sort of section we've got nineteen ninety six is when um, a foundation called the Body Positive was started. It was started by a woman who um, wanted to encourage an idea of not comparing bodies and judging bodies because if you're not looking at other people's bodies in that way, you'll allow yourself a lot of freedom and um, an acceptance of your own body. You know if you if you're not constantly in judgment of others you might release some of that judgment from yourself Mm. so that was the point of that um she started it because her sister had been had um suffered with bulimia and she had you know bad self-esteem bad body image of herself she'd um nothing wrong with this but she'd gotten uh lots of body modifications she had a she had breast implants that's nothing wrong with that but it was kind of came from rather of a place of like self-affirmation and fulfillment of one's you know positive enjoyment of their body it was more negative trying to make herself fit a particular mold and very unfortunately she actually developed lupus because her implants started to leak mm-hmm. um and it got into her blood and she, and she died and her sister obviously mm. says what you know she kind of sees that as it's because of you know this this bad relationship with her body being in society pushing a certain way of being Hmm. that she doesn't have her sister anymore you know that she went through all these issues so she wants to create this foundation the body positive to encourage 
positivity in that no one would ever have to go through something like that again. Um, I think she just had a daughter at that point herself and she never wanted her daughter to feel that she had to forcibly change her body to be acceptable. Hmm. So that's a bit of a history. Is there, is there any more history to this? Um, well, that's kind of where we are now. Okay, um, so where are we now then? So we've got um, recently, there was the hashtag wear what we want, which was um, right. plus size people wearing what they think mm. they want to wear, um, you know, regardless if that's what's comfortable or just what's fashionable, um, wearing it because they want to and not either waiting to be skinny or saying they can't wear that because they're Mm. not skinny Mm. um so that that was kind of a a cool movement just seeing people wear clothes that you might not necessarily see um on different bodies do you know what i mean it's Mm. because often when you look at websites it's all sample size people you know Mm. wearing and they all look the same and it's like well how's that gonna look on me for instance you know as a normal person um Mm. Mm. i think uh, for instance, I mean, recently I've been looking for more um, conscious clothing brands, so ones that are um, more eco-friendly. So they use organic cotton because that uses less water and so on, or like uses, um, you know, um, manufactured ethically. So it's in pl- paying people properly um, and so on. So I've been looking for stuff like that. I found a few. There's a company that I found. I'm not going to say the name, but there's a company I found that ticked all those boxes but then they only do one size um yeah and it's like they say that it's it'll fit multiple bodies because of the way it's designed Mm. it'll fit and then you look at the the chart and it's like yeah it'll fit a six an eight and a ten apparently Mm. um 12 is iffy 14 some people might depending on their distribution of their weight (laughs) after that no (laughs) and it's like it's just a bit okay. sad, you know, because mm. um, mm. it's like I'd rather you do less clothes and provide more like more options in sizes. So instead of having mm. like three different colors of the same dress, I'd rather you have one version of that dress with multiple sizing options mm. um, instead of being like, yeah, we're inclusive because it's desi- like, you know, it's got drawstrings so you can pull it tighter or you can loosen mm. it. And it's like, OK, but like not past a size 14, though, apparently, <laughs> um, mm. which is apparently the most common size in the uk that is our average mm. size is a 14 um yeah. okay. and also obviously all the models on there are obviously size sixes so it's kind of like well mm. i i doubt that you're going to prioritize making it fit the size 10 12 let's say no. and have it be baggy on the sixes when you seem to prioritize them mm. in the models and such so it's a bit okay. like we're still that's why things like the wear what we want and body positivity i think is important because we need to hold sort of accountability to the fashion industry which is still very obsessed with a particular kind of model Mm. and a particular kind of of image okay cool so Mm. okay so i'm i guess i'm i'm thinking about everything you said there (laughs) and i'm thinking that it feels to me like we in society, we have a kind of um, slightly contradictory set of messages that I keep hearing. Mm. Um, so on the one hand, we have constant messages about being healthy. Yeah. And I know I know health and weight are not the same thing. But if you look at the NHS website and all of the others, mm. 
there is a, a very strong correlation drawn between being overweight and, and obese, according to whatever BMI standard you want to apply. And, um, you know, health problems as you get more, as you get heavier. Um, mm. So there's the messages constantly are, look after yourself, eat less, eat fewer calories, um, eat healthily. And I think there is there is a strong um, message to to not be what is considered to be overweight and obese. Mm. Um, and then on the other hand, you've got the movement that you've described that's been um, going for some time, but I think now is, is quite, it's quite vocal, you know, um, just love yourself, love yourself for who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to be big and it doesn't matter, you know? So I, I just feel like as a society, we can't seem to make up our mind. And, and I guess that's perhaps because these messages are coming from different sources. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess from a, um, from a lay person's position, receiving messages about mm. the right thing to do. I think it's incredibly confusing. I'm not saying I'm confused personally, but I think it is confusing as a message. And I say that yeah. as a man who is, um, you know, according to the BMI, you know, I am in the obese category, which, mm. you know, I would, I personally would describe myself as overweight, but according to the, uh, the charts, Mm. you know I am in that obese category so I feel like I need to do something about that hence buying our our Mm. um indoor exercise bike um and I'm you know obviously I'm going to try and do something about it something that I've had to do in the past um but yeah so do you see what I mean yeah no obviously I think the way they intersect is it's like the problem with just sort of a, there's a mental health element that I think we've opened up to talking about more, mm. you know, I mean, so versus um, maybe the reason that the body positive movement is more vocal now or more prominent is because we're also more vocal to talk about mental health yeah. and the implications that has. So like, you know, yes, there are implications with being overweight and health, but also there's implications with um you know obsessing of your body and body mm. checking and yeah and you know trying to maintain a particular weight constantly i mean because there is quite a range of 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 whatever you know within the healthy weight ranges mm. doing inverted commas here whatever that necessarily means depending on what scales you're using but um that's quite a large range and i think well it is but um i mean the i, I mean maybe it's just me but the um like for me to even get down to just on the higher end mm. of acceptable yeah is a massive effort for me that that is something yeah. that i think as an adult i've probably only achieved like you know if you add up all the time yeah. probably for a year i think um, the bmi scale is is poor and that's mm. been discussed at length because mm. it isn't it's you know when you talk about like good quality research the BMI is not good quality research. It's based okay. on the BMI was made with it used just workers like it used like physical workers from it only used men. Okay, first thing. So this scale was invented and only used for men. 
originally the BMI scale mm. and it was created for um work out like lay, laborers outdoor laborers okay. in farms and such okay that's interesting right. I mean I, I you know as you could probably tell I don't really know mm. anything about this subject um so and, that's and interesting to me in in the original thing the guy says this is not to be this it, it was for a particular thing i can't remember mm. why they were doing it at the time but he said it's not for large-scale use mm. lo and behold it is no large-scale mm. use because these things happen but it wasn't for that i mean that's another reason that it's questionable that it's even applied for women because like fat distribution between men mm. and women is different mm. i mean women can gain um you know just before your your period you can gain like 10 pounds of like different um, like of, of bloat because mm. you bloat before like it's not useful mm. in these terms do you know what i mean like okay um, so we need to bin bmi then that's basically what you're saying i think we could do with it yeah because like yeah okay i think there's much better ways of judging fitness and mm. i mean it just measures it so arbitrarily um it's like it doesn't take into account muscle it doesn't do you know what i mean so like yeah you know, you'd be like Oh, I've not lost any weight. It's like, well, it's quite funny because, like, when when I go out on my bike with Mum mm-hmm. or even you, um, you know, I'm I'm in the obese category, and um, you I'm have a faster off. average speed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your I'm average speed is faster, and, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Because um, you and... have definitely more muscle than us. That's not that's not in question. You're mm. you have you are stronger than us. So okay, I'm liking this. <laughs> this is working for me yeah but just so i mean like it's of course it's going to be difficult to like to do you know what i mean like you could become a rake you can lose all of your muscle and your fat if you like and become i mean i'm not being honest i do need to lose weight i know that and um Mm -hmm. i i feel at times uncomfortable and so on so i know that um yeah i I need to lose a bit of weight but but you know it's different to get to a place where you're comfortable mm. and like your your existence and your body is comfortable versus like okay i'm gonna go get inside this little green marker on this thing do you know what i mean yeah um like maybe that works for some people but i feel like it creates a lot of stress for a lot of people because it's kind of gamified as well like i remember <laughs> all through my many times i like at intervals i would go on to the nhs bmi calculator yeah and i would put it in and i'd be like all right well i'll just lose this many pounds and then i'll be exactly bang smack in the middle of the green thing yes you know i lose Mm. if i lose a whole stone like how many times in my life do you think a whole stone would be a good idea (laughs) do you know what i mean Mm. um but i was like loads of times in my adolescence i was like i just want to lose a stone i want to be i want to be x amount of weight i'm not going to say in case it you know for anybody but um mm. i want to i want to be this skinny and it's like you know i don't know questionable um the, the, yeah I, I i find it questionable especially given the fact that yeah like um i think we said on the podcast before i have ulcerative colitis yeah. i lost a lot of weight because i was ill mm. and i was like oh good i'm i'm right i'm so i'm right in the middle of the bmi healthy calculator now i'm perfect <laughs> well that's the same for me really the, the time i yeah. i got down to my um kind of ideal weight was when i yeah i was really ill i thought i had something really terrible mm. um so yeah same sort of same sort of thing yeah um, it's like, so it's i wasn't that... healthy then but i was lighter <laughs> yeah and it's like oh 
yeah, you can be lighter, but not necessarily healthier. Mm. And I think that's important. So yeah, that's my rant at the BMI and we should dump it. Okay. Um, we'll bin BMI then. I won't we'll bin use BMI. That. Everyone on the um in the in the WhatsApp uh, group agree that we have to bin okay. BMI. Um we should no. well, I guess we ought to say um neither of us I've already admitted to my ignorance, but um mm. neither of us have any qualifications in uh in medicine or in diet. Um What's that? Being a dietitian, nutrition, nutrition, um, and so on. So we we are speaking here as lay people, aren't we? Yeah. Um, you you more well read than me, but um, still, we don't really have any qualifications in this area. No, I, I suppose the reason, like I said, that it, in the reason I find I'm so into it is, I guess, I feel like I don't know a single. This is like a to to bring up because I had some questions regarding how we grew up with our gen with different genders, different times mm. that we grew up, and okay. so on, how we felt about mm. our bodies. But mm. I don't know a single girl in my, you know, circle of people that I grew up with or that I speak to now that when we look back, we didn't feel bad about our bodies right. growing up. We all felt bad about our bodies for different mm. reasons, mm. but you know, we all felt bad, and um, you know. Did you feel though? Did you feel anything about your body when growing up? Do you have memories of feeling good, bad, indifferent? Yeah, I mean that's a really that's perhaps an even more important question than the weight question, isn't it? I suppose. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it's linked, but um, but yeah, how you feel about yourself, I guess, is quite yeah. is such an important thing. Um, I mean, I've already talked about in a previous podcast um, when we talked about education and school that I suffered from very bad acne mm-hmm. it was actually cystic acne so that meant my my face was um often you know had boils on it and so on so that was um that was pretty unpleasant so it's you know thinking about body uh, how you felt about your body that yeah. was my biggest um concern i guess um mm-hmm. i was very sporty so I, I although i did go through periods of being a bit chubby as a as a kid and then I had a bit of a growth spurt mm. um but as I got to my kind of teenage years um, I think I felt the pressure as well to like I joined the gym a couple of times and decided mm-hmm. I wanted to build a bit of muscle um and uh yeah I think I think as a young person you're you're definitely concerned about your appearance um I definitely started to uh, worry about the way I looked Mm. um and so yeah i think i definitely felt this satisfaction um i wanted to be a bit taller i wanted to be a bit um you know a bit more muscle mm. and i wanted um this this acne to go away so yeah i never felt good about my my physical mm. appearance to be honest I, I i was very ashamed of what i looked like um and would um try to avoid you know being uh, there was times when I, I just wanted to stay at home and stay in my bedroom. I hated the thought of going to school, going to the meeting, doing anything really, because I just didn't want anybody to see me. That was mm. mainly because of the, um, the skin condition, but but yeah. Um, so yeah. now I was very negative towards my, to my personal body. Yeah, 
And that's but and I think it's interesting because that comes from outwards, doesn't it? Because if no one had said anything, I mean, the acne yeah. hurts. Like I've, you know, mm. I know with acne it hurts, doesn't mm. it? Like physically. But yeah, like, but it's that that's more of a reminder. So it's like yeah. <laughs> if it yeah, it, it's not like agony, but it, it's no. just that. Anytime you knock it, reminder. it's like ow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, oh yeah, you. <laughs> um yeah. I think, yeah, for me, I mean, obviously you had good teeth. At least remember this. You had good teeth. <laughs> you have a really nice <laughs> smile. I had the biggest overbite that yeah. overbites can be. Um I've had some drifting now because like, let's be real. How many people want to wear their retainer for the rest of their life? Like from the age of like 16, you get your, or 18, you get your braces off. Do you want to wear your retainer for the rest of your life? I wear it every now and then, but um, I had huge overbite, awful. Like my tooth would stick out and I would have to like actively remember to hide it behind my, you know, put you, it behind you had my... one tooth that I think got damaged, didn't it? You, you, you fell mm-hmm. over when you were little and that seemed to, put it in the wrong trajectory um maybe so yeah i don't know i mean i just had yeah. bad teeth it's mm. what happens well, sometimes sort of a bit small and um mm-hmm. yeah it's quite strange really my my family has quite big teeth in in the uh, you know yeah. so i don't know where where um where yours came from but anyway that's, i don't know um, well mm. i know that um i mean i know people on your side of the family have had braces as has mm. mum's side you and mum have good teeth and I did not inherit these teeth um <laughs> sad but um you know that's what it is so I remember having like yeah. you know bad teeth I also um had some acne not to the degree I think that mm. you had acne no. I think it, no. but also I was um a girl mm. which growing up at this point in time I think more more guys do wear makeup if they want to now but it's still kind of like frowned yeah. upon a bit to be honest but mm. um obviously for us two when we were growing up different times still but like mm. girls wore makeup and boys didn't um yeah there was so. nothing you could do really um i mean it, yeah. you could get this cream that was a a kind of pinky color and i would try to um cover it up mm. using this cream mm-hmm. um so i guess you could call that a makeup but it was it was not particularly effective and you couldn't obviously you couldn't make it look as though it wasn't there. So yeah, it was terrible. I, I just, um, yeah, yeah. I don't. No, it's. it's I've yeah. not thought about that for quite a long time. So, um, mm. so you're doing a Lloyd on me there. You're making me think about things that. I... <laughs> no, no. But I used to. Um, I, I, because I would wear makeup. But the thing is, um, these young, these young tweens now, they don't, they don't know that we had bad makeup. They've got all this good stuff. They all look like. You know, like they know what they're doing now because of YouTube tutorials and stuff. We just had um shout out to people that remember Dream Map Moose that was not Dream. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. But um, you know, you'd you'd cover it up and at least looking back retroactively, I'm like, awful. But at the time I was like, I feel good about this. Um, so fine. Well, uh, I had yeah. that to do. Um, but yeah, and I look back at pictures now and I always think you look fine like you're not big mm. but i used to always be like ah oh, i'm huge <laughs> yeah it's, f- it's felt- funny when you look at you, it's quite a good exercise actually when you when you do look at photographs um mm-hmm. yeah you always well i i, I look back and now i think you know what was i so worried about what why i know did i not like myself because i wish i looked like that now because <laughs> <laughs> it's like you on your wedding day pictures you're so um i'm like you're you're so so thin you're I so was very thin. 
you're, you're like, a, but imagine if you were that now, but are you okay? You I was Ill? thin with a suit that didn't fit me properly. <laughs> oh no! But I'm like, you know, if you look like way now, I'm like, are you okay? You poorly? Mm. Like, well, I, I probably did be... look a bit too thin, really, right? but not like like you look fine. Like, there's not a problem. Mm. But like, you know, we, sometimes we're like, oh, I need to get back to that. But mm. bodies change with different, like when you're in different times as well, don't they? Yeah, but, um, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I was like always wanting to be um quote unquote skinny and and that was like is that birds uh, it's, the, it's the window cleaner <laughs> oh um yeah Sorry, i was always that's all right i was always on the pursuit of skinniness and i think mm. you know it's hard to leave that behind as much as i can rant about the bmi and be against it you know it still has an impact on your life and you still will be like oh i don't know where that because i don't look this way or that way um mm. And, and okay so so we've uh, that that's that first question um mm-hmm. what what was the next thing you wanted to ask so um the other thing was we grew up with um the the different expectations as well because of being i grew up as a non-witness and you grew right. up as a witness so, so the, the jw factor yes as we'll call the segment of the podcast <laughs> we enter into the jw factor i mean yes. like obviously there's a lot of control at the hall i know for certain because i have been to the hall gone to a, f- a few meetings in my time of partic- mm. um i think it was mentioned a few times i think on the rob interview um which has that come which out hasn't yet? come out yet no so oh, we okay. we interviewed um rob crompton um who you'll hear that interview in the next couple of weeks but yes yeah um, and he said um there's that distinctive style of dress like you know you know when the witnesses are coming to knock on your door mm, don't you like you can see them yeah. in the in the street as he said shuffling along trying to keep their time in but also um <laughs> it's a very distinctive sort of style of dress even though it's just mm. smart wear there's something about it that is just like ah witnesses it um, is a very yes yeah, it's, it's a vibe look, isn't, isn't it, it? yeah mm. but um i mean did that extend past doing your religious work like being in the meetings or was it and on pioneering or was that you know just then and then you did what you wanted outside of that or um no no you 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 couldn't um you couldn't just do what you want or wear what you want or you know whatever um i think um yeah it, it is quite a restrictive um environment i mean you, 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 in the in the Kingdom Hall, very very clear direction. You know, brothers, the males had to wear um, suits if possible, but if not suit, then a smart jacket and trousers. Unless you were doing a talk, in which case you would be expected to wear a suit mm-hmm. um, and a tie, obviously. Um, sisters, women, no trousers, um, skirts only, and dresses. Um, and again, or a oh, whole, we've talked briefly about this in the past. Mm. Modesty is a big thing, you know, dresses not too short, no slits in the skirts, all mm. these sorts of things. Um, not too much cleavage. Um, mm. It was all very, yeah, very, very controlled. Outside of that, I think, you know, still very clear um, things you should and shouldn't be doing. Mm. Not um, anything sexually provocative, not showing your figure if you're a woman. Mm. Um yeah, things like jog pants and so on, if they're tight or, you know, not not really acceptable for a Christian woman. Um, so, yeah, lots of restrictions. When it comes to things like weight and so on, the, the, the Bible 
talks about gluttony and so on. So that there is some um, instruction about being, you know, not overeating, mm. um, you know, which is, was always interesting. I mean, theoretically a man couldn't be recommended as an elder if he was considered to be um, what, and I'm using scare quotes here, a glutton. Mm. Um, I mean, how you define that, I don't know, because I know plenty of um, elders who um, were, let's say, enjoyed their food and you could see they enjoyed their food. So Mm. I don't think the reality of that was that it was kind of um, applied in any way. But, you know, it it certainly was something that would be raised from time to time from the Kingdom Hall. And that's pretty uncomfortable if you're one of those people who you feel like, you know, I definitely am a bit overweight and, you know, you're being told... I'm a glutton. (laughs) You are a glutton, which is Mm. a particularly unpleasant word, really. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, when we were doing... A a funny way if you were physically in, mentally out, of getting away with not putting being put up for an LD alarm to get fat. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, if you don't want to be recommended or considered Mm -hmm. as an elder, then just... Yeah, keep put on the pants, mate. Yeah, (laughs) cakes for days. Yeah, Mm. um, yeah. I mean, there's a. I think. Can I can I widen it a bit into this kind Mm. of the thing you talked about already, Mm -hmm. which was this um, how we see our bodies, how we perceive our bodies, Mm -hmm. um, and also who owns our bodies. That's that's probably that's the big thing about this is it's ownership of your body and being able to do what you want with it instead of it being like you know society Mm. or whatever pressures so in a lot of this case with us um discussing witnesses or high control groups yeah um you know they're having ownership aren't they that's right yeah and um i mean the the Again, some, sometimes the rhetoric is is quite extreme, and then mm. you've got also individuals kind of interpreting that in in however they like. So mm-hmm. I think, and this is where the differences creep in in terms of how certain individuals um, interpret what's being said. Let's put it that way. But you know, there are there are there were times when it would be said, you know, that we our bodies are not our own. That essentially Jesus bought our bodies through the ransom renting sacrifice. Them. Yeah, you know, um, and there's a scripture in Colossians, which I always think about this um, when I think about this subject. Mm. Um, and I'm going to read that little section and because it's got a lot in it. So this is from um, Colossians chapter three, verse five. I'm reading it out of the New World Translation, which is the Bible that Jehovah's Witnesses use. Um uh, as far as everybody's aware outside of Jehovah's Witnesses, this is not a particularly good translation, but it's the one that, that I was brought up with. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, deaden therefore your body members that are on the earth as respects sexual immorality, uncleanness, uncontrolled sexual passion, hurtful desire and greediness, which is idolatry. On account of those things, the wrath of God is coming. That is how you used to conduct yourselves in your former way of life. But now you must put them all away from you. Wrath, anger, badness, abusive speech and obscene talk out of your mouth. Um, I'll pause there for a minute. So the way that we understood that scripture is that, um, you know, this idea to deaden your body members 
Yeah. So, so what this does is that mean yeah. This means that you know the natural feelings and urges, I suppose, of a body of a person with a body. Um, you need to deaden those. So things like, um, you know, sexual attraction. Um, if that's uh, and they use this term sexual immorality here, so that would be anything that's sex outside of a marriage Confines. arrangement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So sex before marriage, adultery, um, even things, certain practices, sexual positions Acts. and practices mm. and so on that uh, are not considered to be uh you know clean would be uh, would be out for for witnesses uh, mm. for christians um so you've got to deaden your body members so you know that that has a sense of if you if you feel attraction to somebody that you know you're not intending to marry then that's bad mm. so that that's that's this feeling that you've got to You've got to become, um, well, again, Lloyd used this term in our interview, calloused. So you, you kind of need to, you, you, your body needs to feel um, callous to, to these normal physical impulses and urges. And things like eating, you know, um, if you, um, obviously being hungry is, is a normal physical response, mm. but eating when you're not hungry yeah, that's not really acceptable because it's idolatry. You know, you're mm. you're putting food up there as something that you that you worship. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's a very it's a very um, tough way to behave towards yourself. I think this, um, and then it goes on. Uh, do not lie to one another. Strip off the old personality with its practices and clothe yourselves with the new personality, which through accurate knowledge is being made new according to the image of the one who created it. Mm. Whether it's neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, foreigner, Scythian, slave or free man, but Christ is all things and in all. Um, and that term, strip off the old personality and clothe yourselves with the new personality, is really interesting, especially from a psychologist's perspective. It's like, um, what does that actually mean, you know, to strip mm -hmm. off your personality? Take off what you used to be like and put on this, this new way of thinking, this new way of behaving. Um, and obviously this is in the same paragraph as we've just been looking at around feelings and um, urges and bodily um, yeah, attraction mm -hmm. and all of those sorts of things. So I think this is making you feel um, ambivalent about your own body. Yeah. This is making you're, you feel yeah. like you're going to reject your own body. It's, I think it's even worse than being ambivalent because that's almost mm. like neutral. It's like almost like yeah. on guard of your own body as though Absolutely. it's as though you're mm. battling it. Um, Absolutely. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Anything that, because these are natural things. Desire well, is natural, you know, like. Exactly. Um, yeah. Riley, um, in our interview with Riley, going back a, a month or so now, he actually quoted this. Um, again, I can't remember the the actual verse, but or where it is, but it 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 said um, 
it was either the Apostle Paul or the Apostle Peter. I'm sorry, it's a long time since I was um, um, quoting, quoting Bible scriptures. Mm. Um, but he said, I, I lead my body as a slave, O miserable man that I am. Mm. Um, and again, this gives you the sense of somebody that is, well, I mean, he described it, doesn't he? He's miserable. Mm. Why is he miserable? Well, he's miserable because his body has these urges, desires. He wants to do this and he wants to do that, but mm -hmm. he knows he can't because yeah. it's wrong. Um, therefore, he's miserable. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. No, <laughs> I don't no. want to be miserable. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that we should just give in to anything, any mm -hmm. whim that we have. You know, I, and I, I, I'm definitely for self-discipline mm -hmm. so you know just because you find somebody attractive doesn't mean that you forget about your wife or your husband mm -hmm. or your partner mm -hmm. and say oh I'm just going to sleep with them because that's what my body wants mm -hmm. you know clearly um as civilized human beings we we have to um have self-discipline and we have to control ourselves we can't just um act upon any notion that crosses our head yeah. but this idea of of hating ourselves of of um of, of just trying to get rid of normal human wants and needs i don't think that's healthy no i don't either and i think you know um losing all intuition you know mm. as though it's always evil doesn't isn't true like yes yeah, sometimes like you could you know, we discussed um, before we did a series called Dad Gets Fit, Fit and we talked about mm. intuitive eating. Mm. And um, yeah, I think it's like it takes practice. So if you just completely X yourself off of all intuition, then like, yeah, if you could, you might, you probably would go to use yeah. the term gluttonous and do everything mm. that you were banning from yourself. But after time, once it becomes something, it's like we can do what you want and it's not anything's banned, then you intuitively drift into other things you don't just want cake like i don't x off certain foods to myself you know i and therefore the other day i was like i really want a salad with this and i got sat like but if i was you know saying i have to have salad i don't think i would want it and mm. i would want the other things do you know what i mean it's this i feel like banning yourself from things doesn't really do it makes you it just well, fills with all the bad feelings. It like... sets, yeah, it sets it up as a as a as a battle, doesn't it? It mm. creates a battleground. Yeah. Um, and we have actually talked about this um, body mind body separation mm -hmm. thing in the past. It's, it's, it's a, encouraging it's an old, it massively, isn't it? It's kind of creating this this feeling that you've got this 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 pure being, if you like, that is in mm. your head somewhere, and then you've got this physical body that you hate. Mm. And um, yeah, that that doesn't sound uh, doesn't sound great, does it? No, and I imagine that there's this idea that you know, oh yeah, when we come when we come back after Armageddon on the Earth, and it will all be different because we'll be like unified with what we want and what our body wants, and it'll all be fine. And until then, we have to battle on to get there's there. There's no there's no pictures of fat people in the no. New Order. No. <laughs> They're all they're all been smited and smoked. <laughs> I was thinking more that God no, led no, them know. to perfection. Yeah, um, obviously, yeah. So that could be a great diet trick. Oh dear. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, um so um yeah, I don't think it's particularly health um healthy um mm. the way that that um that 
yeah, people are kind of set up to think about themselves and think about no, their own bodies. And to see all desire is bad. Mm, I, yeah. I don't think desire is bad. But you again, know. this is this is a Christian, um, it's not just Jehovah's Witnesses, mm. because the um this whole idea of original sin. It's funny mm. we talked about it on the last podcast about mm-hmm. alien um yeah. it's about finding aliens. It seems like a kind of quite a, a tenuous link, but it's not because there is this view that um that you know as soon as adam sinned Mm. then everybody else has inherited that sin from adam and eve um therefore our bodies are imperfect Mm. and it's that that's that's causing the problem so yeah we have these faulty machines um is is the way i think people are led to to yeah. about this. I think that leads on quite nicely as well to a point that I said to you earlier that is um I see a lot of sort of ex-witnesses doing things like getting piercings mm. and yeah. or like getting wanting to get tattoos or dyeing their hair fun colors like not that mm. the bible literally says you may not have purple hair but it's well, kind it says of very little about it doesn't it says you, it no, doesn't say anything about it's... tattoos it doesn't no. say anything about piercings. Yeah, so it's how it's interpreted but um yeah you know like i said there's a i know quite a lot of it like i said ex-witnesses that have got piercings and tattoos Mm. or dyed their hair fun colors and so on um i mean not that i don't think mum's hair was wild afterwards but she got some red streaks put through didn't Mm. she and like she got her second piercings done (laughs) wild um but but, you know or or even things i remember actually someone said to mum she told me a story of how she had red nails she painted her nails red (laughs) And she was washing her hands and someone called her a Jezebel. Yeah. Um, imagine, oh, just washing yes. your hands. Jezebel. Okay. Uh, well, I don't think she quite said it like that. But I, I know the, the, the yeah. woman that, that said that. Yeah. So it doesn't come as any surprise. No, but I, I'm also I don't think that will come as a surprise to many people listening mm. that things like that happen. Because I'm sure everybody's got a story like that um, that they've heard either to themselves or to someone else that they know and so on. Um, but I think maybe it is like you said after having so much control over what you can and can't do Mm. being told like you're to be miserable basically so that you can be happy later Mm. then when you leave all of a sudden it's like oh i can be happy now i can do what i like crazy wild and you do all these things i mean what do you think yeah i mean i i don't see um people going crazy that's i suppose that's the first thing that's the thing that's that's the joke though it's like they think it's crazy getting tattoos and piercings maybe but it's not really it's quite it's quite tame i'm sure there are you know like there is in any um situation there will be people who who um take it to um some might say an extreme but um from what i see you know people might go a few years um and then they say oh do you know what i think i really fancy a tattoo it's yeah, not something like, that's ever interested me but a mini skirt shock horror. yeah yeah i think um probably dress and uh, as we used to call it dress and grooming um mm. that sort of thing is easier to change because there's no kind of permanence yeah. to it but um but yeah um yeah i suppose particularly for women i think that they probably feel that more mm. that they have such a, a wider choice now in what they want to wear and if they want to feel you know a bit sexy and have um mm-hmm. a short dress or a short skirt or you know to to show a bit of cleavage because they want to um they really kind of like doing that and that's absolutely cool isn't it yeah, yeah I mean, it must also be a very liber- like, liberating yeah. thing really. i think it's also this idea that 
not all the time the way it's very I've not thought about it before, but the witnesses is very male gaze oriented. It in is. That it's like yes. as though everything is done for the sake of a man. It's like, well, yep. no, actually, I dress this way because I like to. Um, it's not for your benefit, um, you know, sir. That's concerned about this slit in the back of the skirt. You know, it's all very like you will upset the men or like. Yeah. Or, oh, there was a. Yeah. I mean, this was a common um, thing that used to be said. You know, sisters, do you dress to thrill? Uh. <laughs> so you can imagine all the brothers being thrilled uh, by this sister. Maybe we should talk some... to the brothers about their problem. <laughs> you know, problem, maybe it? it's your problem that you're getting thrilled by a slit but, in the back of a skirt that's there to help it easier yeah. to walk about. You know, but isn't this the um, the this kind of patriarchal yeah. organization? This is the same in lots of religions mm-hmm. that have a very patriarchal approach yeah. it's um it's up to the woman to make sure that she doesn't do anything that's going to make the man do something wrong yeah so the the um you know the 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 onus is mm-hmm. on the women to be completely unattractive um and of course that you know taken to its extremes this is when we have dress that means that you you can't see a woman at all mm-hmm. um and you know jehovah's witnesses are not quite as far as but that it's, it's but it's the same idea as well, though isn't it because it's like don't look attractive at all like completely like you know i get this idea of like yeah be like i get you know i mean christianity different uh parts of it um shows a lot in terms of like the virgin mary thing it's like being a mother but also still being completely pure and all of this but um yeah you know i mean like this strange relationship christianity has with women um but you know it's this like you know like we've said there's a lot of there's a lot of sort of pride and prejudice kind of scenes at the at the halls where it's like trying to find husbands and so on or like and vice versa i mean people are looking for their partner in life um because it's very it's that degree of seriousness isn't it when when you're a jehovah's witness it has to be with the intention of marriage oh absolutely yeah so as, as you've said in these scriptures, like desire is bad if it's not with the intention of marriage. So, mm. um, you know, it's all of this is going on, but then it's also like, but sisters don't dress to thrill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very confusing and, um, mm. uh, it's a minefield. Yeah. It is a minefield. And it's, it's almost like, um, the people that invented these rules didn't really think about the way that, that human beings actually behave. Mm. Um, and think, you know, there's there's no kind of understanding of it. But again, this is this comes down to the the fact that we we have a a theology or a way of thinking that believes that humankind mm-hmm. is faulty. Yeah. So you know, when you when you take that as your premise, mm-hmm. if you think like as a, as somebody who studies psychology, or if you studied any of the hum, um, humanities. Mm. You, you're not starting from a place that says human beings are broken they no. need fixing you start from a place that says human beings are creatures are animals and they have a social world and a social world a social life mm. and we want to study what's happening and yeah. understand it but the, the jehovah's witness the christian fundamentalist 
isn't doing that. They they start from the premise that says everything you're seeing right now is wrong. Mm. It's wrong because of something that happened six thousand years ago, when when the original pair, you know, made their decision. Yeah. Therefore, you can't really learn anything from behavior, from psychology, from sociology. You can't really learn anything from that because it's all faulty. Um, mm. And that's, I think that's part of the problem. So therefore, you get rules and ideas that are put in place based around that completely faulty premise. Yeah. Hence the, the crazy rules about what you can wear, what you can say, you know, who you can marry, mm. um, your sexual preference, your sexuality, you know, all of that is completely taken away from the individual because it's, it's, yeah, it doesn't matter what you think and what you feel. It doesn't matter how strong you feel it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you can't imagine being with a member of the opposite sex because you're just not attracted to them, but you, mm you are in love with somebody of the same sex. Well, that doesn't matter because that's faulty. Mm. That's sin. Um, so do this instead. You know? yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, um, yeah, that's a, that's the tragedy of it, actually. That is mm. the tragedy of it. And they think they're doing the right thing. You know, they think they're, they're following God's rules, but of course it's, um, yeah. They're the ones that are faulty. Indeed, yeah. Mm. Okay. I think we've done think- a big, a good, I think we've done good that. Good go of that, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as always, we we Checked only scratch it off. the surface. We've done now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. think Let's about never it ever again. Speak of it again. Um, yeah. So um, now thank we're you all for that. body positive slash neutral, and it's fine. Done. No work yeah. to be done. You don't ever have to consider it again. You're f- everyone likes themselves now. Wonderful. Excellent. Good. <laughs> Sorted. All right. Well, thank you very much. Right. Interesting good, conversation. Good talk. Yeah. Really good. Good talk. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, whatever the the thing is you have to do on your favorite podcast app. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the more of that you do, the more other listeners we get and, and the more likely it is that we'll carry on doing it. And Apple listeners, remember, do those reviews, baby. The reviews are fantastic. Yeah, we've we not had reviews. any for a while. Yeah. So we, we want some more. Yeah. Please, sir. We desire more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next time. Bye. What Should I Think About is an Evil Sheep production.